Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Now, I know this is a little bit vague, build it, right? But I wanted to get your attention. What is it that I'm telling you to build? Your email list. Now, I know I'm not the first person to tell you this or the first ad or the first marketing guru. You've seen this before if you've been in business for any amount of time. It is important. And the reason that I deem it so important is because it really truly is the only list or follower count that's yours. Instagram could go away tomorrow. Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, all of the things. And I've actually watched very close connections and friends of mine lose their accounts because they're either talking about something uh, that Instagram doesn't love them talking about or they've simply been hacked. And there it goes, gone. Your email is one thing that you will always have. Even if you want to change from one platform to another, you can simply export your list and move it to that new location. Now, I'm also actually going to put texting services in the same category, but I'm not going to touch on that topic today. It's going to, it deserves its, its very own podcast episode. Um, today, we're going to talk about building your email list, and it is important. Now, you may be thinking, but Tina, email's dead. No, it's not. Now, does it get opened less? Yes, it does. Now, emails get opened you know, a good number, you know, sometimes I'll get up to 30, maybe 35% um, of my list is opening my email. That is a really great number for a marketing email where, you know, um, others are really excited about it in the teens. Okay. So that might sound crazy. Like what? I'm going to put in all this effort for only, you know, 20 to 30% of my list opening it. Yes. But this is why you actually need to be very consistent with your emails and a packet full of value. Once people start opening, they're going to be more likely to continue opening if it's filled with value. Now, I don't know all the numbers around social media and how many people are actually seeing. What are the percentages of now what people are actually seeing on your social media? I'm sure it varies so greatly, and that's why we're not seeing as many stats out there. But I'm guessing they are actually getting to be pretty similar to email. And you'll find that the reason you're hearing people talk about texting and why I even dabbled in it a little bit in this episode is that the stats around texting are great. Now, does that mean you should only do texting? No, that's why I'm talking to you about email right now and why we should build an email list. So I want to get started here. Now, is this sort of a situation where you build it and they'll come? No, <laughs> but it is worth the effort. It isn't the easiest thing to do is building an email list isn't the easiest thing to do, but it is worth it. 
So again, where do you get started? My assumption here is that you already have a product and you already have a niche, meaning you know who you are writing to. This part is important for your business in all areas, but specifically for marketing, it makes it so much easier if you have really dialed in to exactly who you're talking to. Now, just this week, I was working with one of my leaders on my doTERRA team, and we were discussing her branding and her niche. And what we found is that as she was discussing who she really enjoys talking to about oils and natural products is uh, her people her daughter's age. Now she has daughters that are um, nearing the age or right around the age, college age, empty nester uh, she is. And so she enjoys that, but she also really likes being able to equip the moms of these daughters and uh, to be able to educate them on what it is that she's helped her own daughters with. Now, immediately my leader says, but I don't want to like, you know, narrow this down and not help. What about moms that have sons? And that is a question I get a lot about when you're niching down, that you don't want to leave anyone out. But here's the thing. If you're a mom of daughters and you're looking for advice, you want very specific advice. It's way easier to get advice and opinions from someone that they have experience with that specific you know, ailment or issue that applies all across the board, not just with ailments and issues, but things that you're dealing with when there's experience there, it's more helpful. And the content that you're being, um, you know, given that is being delivered to you is going to be more effective when it's more niche down. So that is my assumption that you have a product and you have a niche. I have plenty of episodes all about niches, I would challenge you to to dive into those, Um, specifically my series where I walk through all of the confidence, um, contagiously confident uh, episodes. You'll find those. I'll put the link in the show notes, but you can also find the download at tinapettis.com forward slash confidence. Really great spot um, to be able to get started on some of these things. So after my assumption that you have a product and you have a niche, the first thing you're going to want to do is pick a platform. So how are you going to send these emails out? No, you cannot just use your Gmail. It's actually, there's a lot around this. You have to have a platform which people can actually opt into or they can put their information in in there and say, yes, I would like to receive my information from Tina Pettis. And so picking a platform you'll want to look around a little bit and decide what is the best fit for you. Uh, For many years, I used Constant Contact. I've used Infusionsoft. I've used MailChimp. And what we've settled on at this moment is one called Flowdesk. And the reason I chose this one at this moment is that it's very affordable and the branding is so on point for me. And so this platform, like I said, works for me. Um, It has really great opt-ins that you can create, meaning people will give their information, put their email in there, and then they can receive an automatic response. So there is a link that I put in the show notes, this link uh, for Flowdesk, because I recommend it. I also have an affiliate link. Um, You receive 19 Uh, You receive um, the $19 price point for one year of 
of service, um, $19 a month for a year. And I'm not exactly sure where it goes from there, but that is the discount you get, which is half off of their regular pricing. So anyways, this is not an ad. <laughs> use whatever platform you want. Use my link if you want or not. does not matter to me truly, um, but pick a platform. And things that you're going to want to look at is what does it cost for these platforms when you reach certain uh, opt-in? You know, how many people do you have on your list? How big is your list? So some of them will stay pretty inexpensive, like MailChimp is cheap for quite a while until you start building up your list and then it gets to be a bit more expensive. Now I have thousands of people on my list. So when I jumped into Flowdesk, they did not charge per person. And that was really incredibly helpful um, where others have you know, smaller caps, but they have other things to offer. So dive into some of those things. Um, a lot of them have the you know, FAQs and um, a lot of them have a lot of reviews. So you'll be able to dig in there as well, but pick a platform. And the next thing is to create an opt-in. Now, one of the reasons that if you are in the network marketing business, a lot of times these different companies, these different platforms will have a disclaimer that if you are selling any network marketing products that you actually cannot have an account with them. Now, the reason that they do this is that oftentimes what we do as a network marketing company is we download our entire database of people from our marketing system. So like from doTERRA, I can download every single person that's in my community. So that would mean that I'd be downloading, you know, 7,000 plus people and adding them to a platform. For example, like MailChimp. Well, what happens is, is these people, they don't know me. I don't know 7,000 people on my team. And what they do is say, wait, I don't know this person, spam, right? They hit the spam button and you know, push it into junk and say, I don't know her, she's sending this to me, I did not ask for this information. So what that does for something like MailChimp or even Flowdesk is it will ping that system. Like MailChimp will get a bad rep because they'll have a lot of people saying this is spam and that affects everybody across the board that's using that specific software. So that's why there is a can spam act. It's a law about opt, have, making sure that people opt in. Now, there are two ways that people can opt in to your email is if they are actually a customer of yours. So yes, do I have 7,000 people in my organization? For sure. But I've only brought in about 200 of those people. Those 200 people can be added to my list and I can say, hey, you will be receiving these and there is a way for you to opt out. So as you scroll to the bottom, when any of these platforms, there's a spot for you to unsubscribe and that is required by law that you have that. That is why you cannot use just Gmail and you can't just use your own, whatever email service you use. You have to use a software, again, like Flowdesk or MailChimp or Constant Contact, one of those things. Okay, so we're still at one, I guess. Number two though, is create an opt-in. Many of these softwares have an option for you to create an opt-in page. Again, this is where you say, I'm gonna give you this uh, in return for you giving me your email or your end or your phone number. So I always make it a requirement that they give me their email, of course, if they're getting a free download from me or free information from me. Um, and I will usually put on there that I'd love to get their email or their phone number as well, uh, but I don't make it a requirement because I want to make sure it's an easy transition. Like they can just put their first name in there, their email, and they get their freebie. 
So after that opt-in is created, now that seems like a really simple task. I made it sound super easy. Um, it's not always, you know, trying to figure out what that perfect download is for uh, your um, your perfect your your niche and for your product. Um, may be difficult. So I have two of them. You guys have probably heard me talk about them on the podcast. I have uh, my Contagiously Confident course um, that you can download the PDF for that. I already talked about that. You can get that at tinapettis.com forward slash confidence. And then I also have another one that's called Ready for Anything. And that's to help you prepare for any sickness that comes into your house and or um, ready for any financial struggles. And so you can get that at tinapettis.com forward slash ready. And so both of those are what are called opt-ins. Now, many of you have already decided to opt into that email. Well, after you opt in to either one of those, you will actually be added to my weekly sequence of emails that I send out. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but you're going to create the opt-in. That's number two. Number three is you'll have a sequence of emails that go out that are about your particular opt-in. So for my example, when you receive contagiously confident in the future, I haven't worked all of these out. They take time. Um, you'll receive four consecutive emails over then over a course of like two to three days where you will receive more information about that course to make sure that you are diving into the podcast episodes and doing the homework. So just little reminders, all free, all just opt-in. Um, information and in emails. So again, you're picking your platform, you're creating that opt-in, and then you are creating a sequence uh, for those emails afterwards. So people remember like, yeah, that's why I opted in for that thing, right? And then last but not least, like for sure not least, this is actually probably the most important is that you have consistent communication after that sequence of emails that is nurturing uh, that customer or that client or that potential customer or client that grabbed in, grabbed up your opt-in. So for me, I send out a Tina Talks uh, email every single Thursday and that drops in people's inbox. And it, it really actually points people back to this podcast most often. It gives people reasons to listen to this podcast and make sure they're jumping, they're grabbing up the information. At this point in my business, my email is purely nurturing. And so at this point, I'm asking people to do things, but they're all free things like leave a review or chat with me on, um, you know, hit reply on my email or chat with me on Instagram, really simple tests. And at some point, I'm sure I'll have a financial ask, right? I am putting on this event, or I'd love for you to join me in the doTERRA business or whatever it may be, right? And so nurture, 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 and then there can be an ask. And I really do like to ask people to take action on every email, but it doesn't always have a financial ask, right? I hope that makes sense. And so my email goes out every single Thursday. If I decided that I wanted to do a big sales push, uh, for example, one of my leaders is um, not only building her doTERRA business, but she's also um, put out a nutrition course. And so she is selling this course. Now she can send out more emails to her list at that time because she's nurtured them for so long that now um, she can send some sales emails on top of her regular weekly email that she sends out. So a couple of things to note as you're making decisions on, you know, opt-ins and emails and all that kind of stuff 
Um, like I said, is you cannot just add people to your list. They must opt in. And again, they can either opt in through the opt-in site, or if they have already purchased something from you, that also gives you the green, green light to be able to add them to your list. Now, don't get hung up on this one thing <laughs> of when people opt out of your email. This happens to me all the time. Actually, every single time I send an email, I have people that opt out. And this is similar to social media. The more you dial in on your niche, the narrow, narrower your followers uh, will become, and that's okay. So for me, I gained many of my people on my email list when, back when I had my marketing design company. And so it, what I'm writing to them now may not be applicable. And you know what? They may even change the course of what they're doing. So I honestly don't even look at this list when people are opting out because it's actually kind of depressing. And you just, you, you, you make up stories in your head, like, why did they, oh, I thought they liked me, blah, blah, blah. Right. So just don't do it. Just don't do it. So I hope that this email or this email, this is not an email. I hope that this podcast really helps and encourages you to get started with building an email list. It's never too early to build an email list. And I'm going to challenge you to do it scared and to do it, um, you know, kind of with reckless abandon, just get out there and start dialing in. You can always continue to dial in in your niche. You can always redo your opt-in. You can always change your sequence of emails, but just get something out there and then refine it as you go. So if you are not yet a part of my weekly email list and you would like to be, you can jump into that uh, list at any point. If you go to tinapettis.com forward slash confidence or tinapettis.com forward slash ready, you'll be able to get those freebies, those opt-ins that I have, and also be able to receive my super valuable content every single Thursday via your email. So if you guys learned a thing or two here, lots of notes, lots of notes, uh, links and such in the show notes. And if you haven't done so already, I would absolutely love if you would leave a review on your podcast. Now I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to many and you have probably noticed that a lot of podcasts have sponsors. And so you will go through ads and ads and ads on their shows. And I really have no plans of adding any ads in my show. Cause I think they're kind of annoying, but here's the thing you're listening to this show. It's absolutely free. And what I'm asking in return is that you leave a review. That's all leave a review. You can leave a review on Apple iTunes, and now you can also leave it on Spotify. So thank you guys for taking time to listen. And we will back, be back here next Tuesday uh, for episode 124 of the podcast.